Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Coming up on TMS, let the resin hit the floor. Don't cyclobenzaprene and print. Come down, period. Taste the duke. There's a little trunk in the front. I bike uphill both ways in the hail. Bird triage. The axis of pain and time. Florian Gadsby, destined for pottery. Chicharron and Chongaron. Poorly drawn elephant. I got to ride my bicycle. I've got to ride my bike. Bigger than a sparrow. Smaller than a wren. Have you heard the word about the bird? Arrogant cephalopods with Amy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Take the remote unit from its handy storage space. And you're set for hours of pure pleasure. Like an unflushed turd. She's only your girl because she ain't had a taste of the Duke yet. This is the Morning Stream. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for June 22nd, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. And that is Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. This, this right here is Brian Ibbett. Hello. Yep. This T- is Tired Ibbett, we call him. He's uh, sitting tired today, Ibbett. been riding that bike, getting ready for the, the MS-150 this weekend. Yeah. Can I, can I, since we're talking about why I'm tired, can mm. I, can we jump to this item right here in our uh, show notes? Yeah. Or do it. you want to do the morning for No, 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 let's do it. Go ahead. Let's, let's get in All there. right. So, Part of the reason I'm tired mm. is um, that I uh, was having a little bit of a backache yesterday. Yeah. Uh, after I did a 12 mile training ride yesterday, I'm going to try and do a 24 mile one today. When do you start um, that? By the way, is it right after the show? Is it you know? What's yeah, your- right after the show. So you know, us doing a little bit shorter show today actually kind of works out for me in, in temperature wise because oh, we're at 65. We're at the magic number. Oh, the magic so number. Yeah, magic number. 60, 65, 66 magic temperature for me because it's not too hot, not too cool. Yeah, sounds and it, right. And it comes with a slice of cantaloupe at the side on the side. <laughs> uh, so I, I did a 12 mile. My back was hurting last night, so I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I've got these uh, cyclobenzaprines that. Um, that my physical therapist uh, ordered for me, uh, prescribed for me to take, you know, with with um, back issues. Right. They're mu- uh, like muscle relaxers these. or something, right? They're yeah. muscle relaxants. And I have a couple different levels. I've got baclofen, which is mild and doesn't make me super drowsy. And then cyclobenzaprines, which just go, Pah! and I'm out. I'm out mm. like a light. Yeah. So last night I took one of those before bed. Boom, out like a light. Yeah. But the problem is that with those, I wake up super groggy and super, um, not dizzy, just groggy, just tired. Like I'm, like I'm slogging through molasses. I hate that feeling. It's the worst feeling. Yeah. And, uh, so I come down to my office and I look over and a 3d print that was supposed to go overnight didn't, didn't work. Like the, the, the print didn't stick to the build plate at all. So I'm like, Oh crud. Okay. Well, and the only thing you can do is empty out the vat of resin and then peel the the failed print off of the plate, put resin back in, and try the print again. But right. it's a it's this long process where you've got to basically empty out the vat with all the resin in it back into the into the bottle, and then start the whole thing over. And I've got to clean it and do all this stuff. So I start that process. I pull out my little rubber gloves and I unscrew the two screws holding the vat down. And I get out this little funnel contraption that I have that holds the it's really cool holds the funnel above the bottle. Yeah. Um, it's actually, you know what it is? It's a, it's a pour over coffee thing oh. that you put, uh, usually put coffee grounds in there and pour hot water and the hot water goes through the coffee grounds into the cup. Then you got coffee. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, I use it for resin. So I put in the little glass funnel. I put a little filter in there to catch any, um, any bits of resin that did get cooked that, uh, would, would be impure in the mix. Uh, then I unscrew the little uh, vat and I tip it up and I start pouring and I get about maybe a quarter cup of resin 
through the thing before I realize I didn't put the bottle of resin underneath the funnel to catch the resin. And I've poured a quarter cup of resin all over. I'm like, it went right through the uh, the funnel, all over the 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 little pour over coffee thing all over the table it's dripping onto the floor and this stuff is not this stuff is thick like uh uh what's a good comparison thicker thinner than maple syrup you know it's about as thin as uh as cheap mrs butterworth's syrup that you get okay no that consistency rings true if you're describing resin to me so is this in the you've got carpet in that room right I have carpet in that room, but fortunately, I have my old standing desk mat um, oh, in this uh, in this room, and that's what it poured onto. So I'm like, okay, well, thank good, thank goodness for that. Yeah. Um, but basically, it was an hour and fifteen minutes of me mopping up all of that spilled resin, using uh, alcohol to clean things, to, to clean everything. Uh, I had to change the FEP sheet, the little clear, clear plastic um, sheet that's on the bottom of the vat because the print wasn't peeling off of it and I didn't want to tear the vat. Uh, freaking nightmare. And basically that's how I spent the first hour and 15 minutes of um, of my day. So um, lesson to learn, don't do 3D printing on cyclobenzaprine. Mm. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm going to get. Here's where we get messages from Geek Jock and, uh, and Jerry Tolbert, yeah. Doctor Tolbert, about. Well, here's some stuff you should know about cyclobenzaprine. Blah, 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 yeah, blah. just so people understand, this is actually kind of an interesting feature of the show. If we talk about anything yeah. medical, whether it's <laughs> you and I take a visit to a doctor, or we're talking about a medical condition, or we're talking about medication. Yeah. Um, almost almost 100 percent of the time, when the show's over, we have this very special little Discord group where either Doctor Tolbert. Or our pharmacist expert Dan will pipe in because they know they know this stuff. They know, yep. So they'll tell us where we went wrong or right. <laughs> and, I bet. Uh, here's what I'm going to guess. I'm going to predict it right now. Uh, one of them, Geek, uh, Geek Jock or Doctor Tolbert, is going to say you should probably take those a couple hours before bedtime so that they don't, so that you can mm. come down off them uh, in the morning before you get up. They get a longer. Just, just uh, I don't know if half life fits this, but a longer half life, like a. Yeah, the equivalent of whatever that is, right? Yeah. The come down period. The come down period, yeah. <laughs> and I hate that feeling of, like, almost all sleep uh, aids have this problem. They make you feel groggy and horrible. These obviously aren't sleep aids. They have a side effect of making right. you dr- drowsy and sleepy. But maybe maybe in the end it's sort of the same. It's like a hangover kind of, but not quite. Kind of, yeah. 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 I hate that feeling. Oh, so bad. So um, that's why I'm one of the reasons I'm sitting down today instead of standing. I'm almost always standing uh, for the show, but today I'm sitting is, is because my back's still a little tender. I'm going to still do the 24 today and I'm going to take tomorrow off and not, not do any writing tomorrow so that I can recuperate in time for Saturday morning. Yep. And that starts bright and early, right? Like, uh, it does yeah. the, the rest of the team. Uh, so we've got two starts, uh, one's at six 30 and, uh, the team that does the 75 mile is doing the, um, six 30 start. And I'm doing the eight 30 start with a couple other members of the team, including Aunt Barb, Aunt Barb. me and Aunt Barb. We're going to do the 32 mile ride, which, um, Oh, that's has, two miles longer than I thought. I thought it was just a 30, but I guess. Yeah, I guess. it's 30. It's 32. I should send you cause you're like, Oh, 32 piece of cake. Uh, Sure, Scott. And you I did, you know what? I will the... never say those words, but 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 please send this to me. <laughs> I will always say thirty sounds like a lot. All right, click that link I just put in our <clears throat> Discord. That right. is the route. Here we go, chat. For the okay for the thirty-two mile ride. There we go. Oh, yeah, that's a big chest a lot. It's a lot, and if you look at the bottom, that is the elevation of the ride. So. Ooh. Spread that out over 32 miles, and you it's gotta, like, okay. You, yeah, you got a mile yeah. 10 that's really going to take you high. Mile 10, exactly. Yeah. Like mile 8, like mile 9 and 10, it's like, oh, a nice little 200-foot uh-huh. increase, then a little bit of a drop, then another <laughs> 100 <laughs> feet. and then Also, when you get around to about, like getting down to 25, from 20 to 25 is going to feel great. Look at that. Oh, it's going to feel great. Yeah. That is coasting. That is like, I'm going to be coasting all the way down. Yeah. But and then, then at the uh, end, you're like, oh, got to go up. Then I have to do another freaking uphill push to get to the finish line. It's like, oh, that'll be, oh, no, it's going to suck again. It's a lot. How How is it possible that it's an uphill 
both at the beginning of the ride and the end of the ride when yeah. we start and finish in the same place. This that's a geographical anomaly. That is true. <laughs> also, I see kind of a, a poorly drawn elephant in the uh, route. If you look at it, there's a, a weird little trunk in the front there. Oh, head. whereabouts? Just your just your whole your whole route. Oh, the image. whole the whole route. Yeah, it looks like a chunky elephant man. Is it is it the Mario elephant? <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit. Boy, that got me excited yesterday. That looks awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm proper excited Mario about that. man. We haven't had a proper like new Mario side scroller since the Wii U because technically the other one on on Switch is a port of that. So right, kind of awesome. Right. Well, anyway, you're going to do great, yeah. and you'll you'll be oh, all rested. It'll up. be so much fun. That's right. Friday will be your your recoup. And then Saturday will be your hell, and then Sunday, crash. And then yeah, Mon- and then Monday we're back here talking about it. All right. Yep, exactly. Monday I have a physical therapy appointment where she's going to say, "You did what?" Mm. <laughs> it's going to be the first words out of out of her mouth. Oh yeah. She's gonna be, Dr. Jenny is going to be like, "You did what? You did? It. I'm sorry, thirty what? No, what? Yeah." Uh, are you trying to are you trying to hurt yourself more brain (laughs) i mean you know obviously for general fitness biking is great but if you're in the middle of a a regimen of physical therapy she's probably going to be like well maybe not the first thing i would have chosen for you to be doing yeah and uh and let's be honest this is uh how many training actual training rides have i done this year uh Six. This will be six today. So it kind of hasn't gone well for like my back getting on the bike for the last couple months that I should have been doing the training ride. So yeah, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a dumbass. Well, for, don't for forget because this is our last real show before the MS150. Oh, yes. You can still do donations. Uh, huge you thanks can. to everybody who yeah. has, but you can keep going if you want. Get in there. Oh my know? God. Yeah. Yeah. Massive thanks. There's so many of you listeners who have, uh, donated and I, there's too many to, to go into. You guys have pushed me well past the, um, the target donation. And this, none of this goes to me, obviously this all goes to MS and, uh, finding a cure and doing tests. One of the guys that I know, one of the guys on my team who has MS, our leader, a guy named Steve is um, he's been on trials like on medication trials for MS where, where when they show uh, the effectiveness and they show that little graph, he's one of the dots, like they have a scatter chart and they show the dots of the different reactions that people have had to it. He gets to point, point out and say like, I'm that dot right there. That's me. And where, (laughs) how it's affected me. So what did his, what does his dot say? Does it, his dot indicate something more than just, he was a guy in the test. It says he had a reaction or something. Like uh, effectiveness, like one access, axis, axis is, uh, um, pain and another one is time or something like that and gotcha. he can point to it and say yeah this taking this has has put me here over the amount of time that it took that, that i was taking the oh, wild. the drug so wild. yeah well that's cool it's uh uh he's great he is uh like there are a lot of inspiring people on our team people with ms and barb of course being the the major one for me the most inspiring of the people on our team but steve is also the most freaking positive person you will ever meet the guy never has a frown on his face he's never i mean the guy uh uh is awesome and he looks like chandler bing oh (laughs) i need to find i need to get a picture of him and post it because he looks like uh uh like if matthew perry was a cyclist so matthew (laughs) perry in his prime probably in his prime yes exactly maybe not now so much maybe not now so much maybe more during the uh the immediately post friends days mm-hmm. before the drugs really took over. Yeah, poor guy, yeah, exactly. a mess. or was a mess. I yeah. guess he's clean. So anyway, just one last big thank you to everybody who's donated. And I read all of your your notes on the you know the messages that you leave on the MS150 site when you leave your donation. And and to all of you, I say, uh, Furt, uh, love the show though. Back at you, and thank you uh, for the go go Brian go messages. All the pa- all the proper tadpole responses. I love it. Yes, they've they've checked every box. That's right. Um, okay, a couple of quick things. Just a reminder about uh, Monday's morning forum giveaway. If you haven't uh, gotten in there already, please do. It's uh, your favorite go-to junk food. It's not a poll. It's a questionnaire. You're going to tell yeah. us what your your guilty pleasure is when it comes to food like that. So go to it now, frogpants.com slash the morning form, and fill it out if you haven't yet. Also, I want to give an update on the bird. So I haven't talked oh, about it on the show, yeah. but we've been talking about this bird uh, mostly on Twitter. It's on Twitter, yeah. So a bird swoop. We don't even know what kind of bird. We think it's like a 
Not a sparrow, but well, something in that bigger family. than a sparrow, like a, almost a wren, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm not. We're. Still, I don't know. I don't know if Carter ever figured it out. She was going to try to figure it out, but I think she's in the chat, so maybe she can say. It. But but anyway, this thing swoops down and slammed into the side of a car. Is as best we can tell. That's where we found it. Mm-hmm. And um, Dylan actually found it when he was coming into the house with the kids the other day. Brought Carter out there, and Carter went into immediate, you know, triage yeah. mode and was going to yeah. try to save this bird. And uh, it was a real opportunity to make up for that one I ran over in 2011, if you'll all recall that, or 2013, whatever it was. Um, anyway, so she's been working on this bird for a few days. She had gotten it to eat more regularly, got him little worms, live worms uh, at the pet store. We got water and a droplet thing, and he was gaining strength, was uh-huh. seeming to get his, basically just seemed to be uh, concussed to the point that he couldn't stand up or fly. Like he was, yeah. he just really dizzy and would always like kind of lay back and look like it was kind of like the world was spinning for him or something. Yeah. yeah. But lots of energy, kind of defensive, you know, it's good signs that, it, that of it's fighting yep. and whatever. So she could get it to drink and get it to eat. And two, over a two, three day period, this bird was doing so much better, was starting to really show promise. And then yesterday just quietly passed away. Oh, yeah. And some people said, well, Scott, you should have found a sanctuary. Well, we had a perfect one, and then they, they got, they got uh, I don't know what happened. They got they had to pull the plug. They had to go away. Mm-hmm. And so they're gone now. And we didn't re- really know where to take it, so we just did our best and tried. We kept him really comfortable. We had him in his own little space and, and uh, made sure he was eating and drinking. And he was. He was eating and drinking, which usually is a sign, a really good sign things are going good. Yeah. And he yeah. was pooping, another good sign. Because birds poop all the time, and they, when they're doing that, they're it's a good sign they their body's working. Yep. And um, yeah, it just didn't it didn't work in the end. He passed away yeah. yesterday. So that's the update yeah. on the bird. It's oh, a bummer. Yeah. Uh, Carter says gray cat bird. Gray cat. I've never gray. Heard of a cat I've bird. never heard of that. But uh, they uh, uh, let's see. Cat birds instinctively recognize imposter eggs by memorizing the look of their first egg and tossing all non-matching eggs. So basically, you know how there's some birds that put their own eggs into mm-hmm. a nest mm-hmm. when uh, nobody's in there, so they can, you know, they can get those hatched in. Cat birds are like, nope, this is this is BS. I'm not I'm not uh, gonna sit on this egg. Yeah, you're not gonna fool me with this fake yeah. egg that isn't my egg. So Chad, there's a picture of one. That's basically what he looked like. He even had the little dark head thing. Yeah, but he just toupee. slammed into yeah. It is like a toupee. He just slammed into that that car, and it just was too much, I guess, yeah. in the end. So, anyway, uh, there is the sad tale. We tried, did our best. Yeah, um, Mariah even says uh, that I've got tons of those at my feeder, and they run into my window a lot. I hope I pronounced that right. Is it Mariah? Marija? Marija? I kind of like Mar- that. Yeah. If that's true, yeah, Marija cool too. Ooh. Anyway, there's your update on the bird, everybody. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's what's going on in the world. Okay, Brian's sitting. I'm sitting. Uh, I got Altoids. <laughs> I have ibuprofen. Yeah. Ooh, one. Just one Ooh, ibuprofen one? left. Oh, no, Brian. One what? ibuprofen left. <laughs> what are you oh, going to do? a little sad gel tab, <laughs> gel cap. What are you, that's what? not enough. What will you ever do now? Okay. I also, will ride my bike to Walgreens and get some more ibuprofen. <laughs> I wanted to, there's a guy out there. I know a bunch of you do this. There's somebody out there who listens to the show at two times speed. Okay. Okay. I would like to mess with that person real quick. Um, and I'm going to do it. I hope they're listening. Hope they're listening to the show live at two times speed. Oh, that'd be because <laughs> then weird, they could, wouldn't it? They could tell us what we said about five minutes from now. That's right. They're ahead of us. That's right. Okay. So how? Oh yeah, here it is. Okay, I'm going to set this to. I want him to. Okay, so here it goes. I'm going to play a portion of our show. Oh no, okay. this is core. Well, it won't matter. Same thing. Here we go. No. Hold on. What the heck? Why is it all music? No. Oh. I think this opened the door to the possibility of those other games existing. Okay. Did that sound normal? <laughs> did that sound normal to the two times person? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Or did that sound... Because uh, that was at, at half speed? That's or? at half speed. That's at 0.5 speed. Oh. Um, if I change it to... This is just these thoughts I had this morning. It was all very dumb. Now, if I do this, does this just drive him crazy? Because here is here it is at two times speed. Oh, God. They don't exist. So I, for one, super stoked 
that they're doing this, and I will play the living. Now, what did I do to his brain there? Did I really foul yeah. this dude up? Oh you know? my god! No, I'm hearing it at four times speed. Oh my yeah. god! I got, I got questions. I got questions about how that works for people's heads because I cannot, for the life of me, alter the speed of playback yeah. for podcasts. I can, I've tried. I can't stand yeah. it. And everyone says, "Oh, you get used to it." Like, no, I don't. I don't get used to it. Yeah. Now, really crazy right. neighbor listens to audiobooks at that speed. Good, good segue into Amy here, but he listens to audiobooks at that speed. And sometimes when we get in his car, it'll continue playing his audiobook. And I'm like, how can you listen to this? I guess you get used to it and you just basically, once you get used to it, it's easy. But, I guess so. It just takes a long time to get used to it because I tried yeah. for a good 20 minutes once and I hated it so much. <laughs> I never got used to it, but I never get used to this either. One of the things that I enjoy also is reading. Oh, I never get used to having Amy here. I, I guess I'm used to it, but I, <laughs> I never get used to how great it is. How about that? That's what I meant to say. There we go. Good, well, good co- recovery. Uh, nice <laughs> save there. Uh, Amy, welcome back to the program. It's Read This with Amy. Amy comes on the show and uh, talks about books that we should uh, maybe check out or be reading. Uh, we're all big fans of reading here. And uh, she does that every week. Hi, Amy. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks Hi. for having me. Did you get your computer How are you working? Guys doing? I heard your computer was weird. Did you change? Did you? Yeah, fix it? it just needed a couple. Well, I mean, sort of. Hmm. So I. Did you I'll, throw some it, clay at it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's funny you mentioned. I actually do have clay all over my monitor in the studio <laughs> downstairs. Kind of funny. Um, just because I I make a mess. Yeah. But, you know, so I have decided that that's actually my little. My little, uh, it's not a tagline because it comes at the beginning, but sure. I guess my little yeah. catchphrase that I say at the beginning, I'm like, come on, let's make a mess. Why yeah. not? Never Why not? trust a clean potter. No, yeah. no. no. If you see like a really clean pottery wheel or even like studio space or the person themselves, I don't trust the pottery you're making. Oh, no. no. You may as well be oh, well, lying to me. About never trust a skinny chef and never trust a clean potter. That's right. We do clean our space really well after we're done because everybody likes to start off with a nice, clean workspace. Yeah. Um, you know, and especially when we go to the community studio, it's really irritating when somebody doesn't do a good job of cleaning the space afterwards. You're yeah, like, it's like a gym. You want people to wipe yeah, down the equipment, yeah. you know? Icky. Yeah. So you don't want to deal yeah, with their d- ugly pot that they were just there making. I get it. Right. Claire, you and the BJ face. So I have this jar that I've been making and I call it my B jar because if you've watched any of my little videos or anything, I have a lidded jar that I made and the top of the lid has a B on it, like a like a bumblebee. Like what you grab and is the bumblebee's body to lift up the, the jar lid, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. And so, yeah, I was... I was talking about that jar on my live stream the other day, and Claire, of course, wants me to call it the BJ for short. Oh, the bl- I see so. the B jar, yeah, mm. yeah, the B jar. Yeah, jar. yeah. Mm-hmm. I see what yeah. she's doing there. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's still in the kiln after its uh, for its final firing, and so this is the part where it gets really, it's a little nerve wracking, yeah, you know, because you have to trust. One day we'll have our own kiln, but and it'll still be nerve wracking because it'll be up to whatever chemical reactions and whatnot happen inside the kiln. But it'll be less so because there won't be the added danger of like a studio assistant dropping it or something. If oh, I drop yeah. it, it's down to me. Yeah. Right. But sure. You yeah. Ever, you ever so, have anything and like I've had it, that ex- happen before? You ever have like anything pizza. explode in the kiln? Just like pop, and you're like, oh no, I've lost my bee or whatever. Yeah. So um, it was we were doing what's called a Raku firing, which if you've never done or seen Raku pottery, it's really cool. It's like it's all, you know, outside you heat the piece up to a really, really hot temperature and then you drop it into a bucket of combustible material and just catch it all on fire. And so it's, it's really super satisfying. And, um, there was, we did a Raku workshop last summer, which was hot as all get, I mean, it was the middle of summer in Georgia and we're outside setting things on fire because we're insane people. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, I had one piece that, uh, when, when he put, you know, we have a little bitty kiln, so he was doing them kind of one one piece at a time so thankfully i didn't blow up anybody else's piece 
but yeah, he was like, he's looking at it and watching the temperature. Cause you have to mo- monitor the temperature really carefully sure. for a Raku firing, you know, cause you're bringing it up to temperature really quickly mm. uh, as opposed to, you know, just a regular firing where you kind of can automatically set it and it gradually comes up to temperature and then it gradually comes back down. Um, so Raku is, is volatile that way. Um, and so if you've got any moisture or any little air bubbles trapped in those pieces at all, boom. yeah. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's what happened. It just sort of, it, it didn't, it didn't explode with like a satisfying, you know, kabloom or anything it just sort of crumbled really but yeah Yeah. but it did blow up in the i have had stuff blow up in the kiln well i got one um, i have one last question about how things work in that world uh like mm -hmm. in sports there are people who dominate right so you're like oh lebron james michael jack or michael jordan michael jackson um uh, other (laughs) other other uh things like even the maker world everyone thinks adam savage is sort of the lord of all that right so they have their their superheroes within that world does pottery have anybody like that it's like they're yeah really yeah there are a couple so um, jordy right (laughs) one guy one guy that i watch a lot his name is florian gadsby uh and he's got a whole youtube series and everything but he's like such a celebrity in the Potter world. I had, I hadn't, I be honest, I had not heard of him before I watched the great British pottery throwdown, but boy, howdy were the contestants on that show excited for him to be on there. A guy named um, uh, Florian Gadsby was destined to make pottery. That name is <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's, it's almost right there in the name. Practically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, his stuff's mm-hmm. really pretty. Wow. Oh, yeah. He does beautiful work at effortlessly. It's amazing. Um, another person that I watch a lot, uh, the name of his YouTube channel is Earth Nation Ceramics. I don't know what his last name is, but his first name is Dante. And so we all like all of us in the community studio, we all talk about stuff that Dante says, <laughs> you know, really? um, and Dante's videos are more geared toward uh, sort of tutorials um and you know teaching beginners that kind of thing you could tell he he mentions stuff that his students do so you can tell he teaches in person classes and stuff does like he that, use a but. kiln or an inferno <laughs> oh i see I think, I think both i think the answer yeah. is yes <laughs> yeah the answer yeah. is yes <laughs> my i could feel the slow gear in my brain click over to getting it. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and those of us looking at the chat mark flazer i said it first before your thing popped up yeah that's right just, don't <laughs> wise just don't, so you know just don't so give you don't, brian uh, any shit oh look he's got like double uh dungeon oh that's cool dungeon master mugs this guy's great. Oh, that's cool. I like his work so, a lot. I love the combining of geek pop culture and pottery because I feel like there's so many, uh, so many places to go with that. It's like the make. It's you know, it's like the maker community using resin or using foam or using, um, uh, you know, plastics and stuff like that to make geek pop culture stuff. Pottery is just one more, one yep. more way to do it. Yep. This yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. There's um, there's a TikTok uh account that I follow called crackpot crockery and she she says i make pottery for nerds and she made like a cookie jar that was a bob and oh that's awesome which is amazing because like spheres are like some of the hardest things to make if, yeah. it, as you can yeah. kind of imagine, imagine right yeah. like it yeah. yeah uh and so it she but oh, it was incredible looking and she's she's made some um, she made like a i think like a kirby cookie jar also and i mean it's just amazing amazing stuff um and she makes you know all kinds of pottery stuff mugs and things and she does she it's really really entertaining maybe you'll be um, the next big pottery influencer you ever think but, about that uh, it could be you you know i mean i don't know could be but mm-hmm. at this point i'm just very happy like learning a new thing and then having a channel to have my friends come hang out with me yeah. and uh, post my videos and uh, kind of as an encouragement for people to see like yep it's okay to do goofy things like uh you know you you gotta fail before you can't nobody throws down a piece of clay their first day and does something that looks like florian gadsby he has been doing this for years and years and years and years and years. So I don't know. I kind of like showing the in progress pieces because I think we kind of all get in our mindset like, Oh, I'm not good at this. So I'm not going to do it. So I think it's kind of cool to show like, 
hey, I, I'm a big dork learning a new thing. Yeah. For sure. It's okay. Learn it with it's me. Okay. Come learn it with yeah. me. Yeah. Exactly. It's okay to be a beginner. It's okay to not be great at everything. And sure. then, uh, you know, occasionally you'll get somebody who does know what they're doing go, hey, try this. That might help you or whatever. And sure. uh, mostly, mostly my comments have been really encouraging and like, oh my gosh, this piece is beautiful. Stuff like that. So did you get rid so of, been you, really haven't, cool you haven't seen fun. leg guy or whoever that was again? He's done. He's out, right? The guy. Oh yeah. Show us I your have, leg. <laughs> yeah. No, that was on Twitch. And like, oh. I promptly, I have never like, I have, since you suggested doing the YouTube thing, I was like, okay, so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't gone live on Twitch since then. I've just been using YouTube. Nice. So, well, I really like yep. your channel, so keep it up over there. Um, Thank you. But today you. we're going to talk about reading. Uh, I have this clip here, but I don't, uh, you probably have some setup for this. What do you, what do you got going here? Yeah. Um, so do you remember way back in the day, you had a show called Forecast? I do. And I was a guest on forecast long long time ago and my that the for those who may not know the format of that show was we had to make predictions and mm-hmm. it was like a, a a near future prediction a not so near future prediction but not like super in the future and then like ridiculous like we're all going to be long dead before this happens prediction oh yeah and uh so my ridiculous we're all going to be long dead prediction um was that you know people always talk about how smart dolphins are but mm-hmm. actually like octopuses are incredibly smart also so i predicted that like way off in the stupid future there would be some kind of a weird hybrid of an octopus and a dolphin okay and that and that would be what would rule the earth like humans would be long Love extinct it. long gone and like what would rule the earth would be like a a dolphin octopus hybrid that tom Merritt then dubbed the dolph octopus and i think the name of the episode was actually rise of the dolph octopus i believe that is correct <laughs> i think i even have that episode that was a long time so, ago wow all right yep so anyway Anyways. so that's my that's my setup for why uh this book attracted me and yeah it's it's me reading it because i didn't like the audible sample so oh, there you go well all right then here you go here's amy reading from this Now, more trash to collect. She empties the bins in the lobby, the can outside the restrooms, then ends in the break room with its endless crumbs on the counter. My word, she says, scolding the empty room. Empty takeout cartons on the floor. She picks up the cartons and tosses them in the trash can, which oddly has been scooted several feet over from its usual spot. Then she sees it, something underneath. A brownish-orange clump shoved in the corner. A sweater? Tova kneels, preparing to fetch it and stash it in Mackenzie's cubby. But then, the clump moves. A tentacle moves. Good heavens! The octopus's eye materializes from somewhere in the fleshy mass. Its marble pupil widens, then its eyelid narrows. Reproachful. Tova blinks, not convinced her own eyes are working properly. How could the giant Pacific octopus be out of his tank? The arm moves again. The creature is tangled in the mess of power cords. How many times has she cursed those cords? They make it impossible to properly sweep. You're stuck, she whispers, and the octopus heaves his huge bulbous head straining on one of his arms, around which a thin power cord, the kind used to charge a cell phone, is wrapped several times. Seems bad for the octopus to have that. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. No. yeah. Wow. All so, right. Interesting. Yeah. So is that, a, is that a sentient octopus? We just don't know it yet? Is it like a... Not sentient. They're all sentient, but you know what I mean? Is it like going to suddenly start talking? I've evolved and made your forecast prediction come true. <laughs> No, nothing quite that fantastical, but it is it is pretty fun. The name of this book is Remarkably Bright Creatures, mm. and uh, it's by Shelby Van Pelt. And it is a novel about this old woman named Tova who is – she basically sweeps up and cleans. She's the cleaning lady at an aquarium. And her favorite creature there is this curmudgeonly – giant pacific octopus named marcellus and 
very strangely, they they gain this connection because she helps him become unstuck from from the you know from the the cords that he's trapped in, and uh, and then it's weird. She, he, the the octopus actually starts helping her solve a mystery from her past, mm. and it's it, like it doesn't talk or anything, but it finds ways to sort of communicate with her other ways and uh and the the book itself is fun because it it flip-flops between the octopus's perspective and you know the other people in the novel and i gotta tell you i actually like the octopus parts better it sounds crazy how do they how do they do it do they do it just like I guess I need to read the book. That sounds fascinating. How yeah. you would do that? How yeah. would you give voice to an octopus? Right, like, their inner monologue kind of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's the the really fun part is that the the octopus is very arrogant and he thinks in full you know English sentences and whatnot. And he said at, at one point, like the first chapter of the book, he says, "Yes, I can read. Mm. You'd be." surprise the uh, all the things that i can do and you know and he's of course sneaking out of his tank at night and it's it's great it's it's a lot of fun he's like i say he's very arrogant because he sort of looks down his beak i guess at the other creatures in the tank because they are not so intelligent as he and so he's very lonely and so he he just gets this little connection with this cleaning lady who was kind to him and yeah it's good it's fun adorable yeah yeah i like Um, like and she she has a she has you know she's an old lady with like a you know very storied life and some tragedy in her past and whatnot and so this octopus sort of helps her along the way and wow. it's um it's pretty good i like it recommended you'd say yes yes i do cool. i do recommend well, very it. nice uh go check it out give them the title one more time remarkably bright creatures by yep. shelby van pelt looks like it is everywhere that i can see and that the all the amazon things the kindles the the audiobooks the whatnots so uh grab your copy today very cool Amy, always good talking to you. Uh, you're uh, at Red Fraggle on uh, YouTube and doing stuff here and there. Um, anything coming yep. up you want to mention? Yeah, well, like I mentioned, I've got the the bee jars should be coming out of the kiln either today or tomorrow, sometime in there. So look for a video about the final result there, and uh, I'll probably do be doing another stream within a day or two to uh, probably to decorate some pieces because I have been doing so much practicing with throwing that I have amassed like a huge collection of unfinished things. <laughs> so I need to, I need to finish some things. And so I'll probably be doing some, some cool decorating techniques on a Fun, stream. Funny how that also parallels 3d printing, right? It's like, Oh yeah. man, I'm so much stuff coming out of 3d printer that I've made. Oh, I really have to start like painting some of these things that I've printed. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've got like my shelf, my shelf runneth <laughs> over at the community studio, so I had to take some stuff home. Yeah, because I, I was going to say they probably they probably shelf. limit how much space everybody can access at any time, right? You can't just oh take yeah, the whole you shelf. get one shelf and it's got your name on it, and yeah. that's your shelf, and yeah. that's it. That's, that's it. your space. You can't now, scooch if you over. have a yeah. if you have a nice instructor and you're making something really big, then they'll let you you know like have space on their shelf or something like that. But a lot of times the instructors have so much unfinished crap that they don't have any space either. Yep. (laughs) Everyone's got their own shelf. It's like the future. We're going to have to live on our shelf and not move. You know, it's going to be how we live. I see it as a series of containers. That's how I see the future. We're going to live like... um, (laughs) It's not a series of tubes. It's a series of containers. Yeah, a series of containers. Like like Bruce Willis and his weird, you know... Squared off thing he lived in in uh, in Fifth Element like that. That's how we're yeah. all gonna live. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, and the showers like are gonna lower weird down. Hotels in Japan. Yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. Those like capsule little yeah. capsule hotels. I have to admit, some part of that is a little appealing to me. Is that weird to basically say here? Get rid of all my crap and let me just have a place. You yeah, clutter free. Mm-hmm. 
There's something to there that. There is something, right? I don't know what it is. Yeah. And I'm not actually yeah. asking for it, but I, I know I know it. It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Amy, I, I hope you have it, a... But I want <laughs> I want it. Um, I hope your week is awesome and that you have a good one until we see you next time. Stay safe. Thanks. Have a good weekend, y'all. Bye, Bye. now. I'll throw some clay. Hey, look at this. Oh, that, that soothing music from Aww. your past, your childhood, uh, says that it's time for the news and it's brought to you by... Uh, brought to you by Coverville, where there will be no Coverville today. Yeah, as uh, as mentioned before, uh, training ride that's going to take me a couple hours at least, and uh, recovery from that. And because of all the all the writing, uh, have not had time to prep a show. But if I did, it would have been a Cindy Lauper show, and it would have been great. But you know what? I'm going to do it next week. So you'll oh. get your Cindy Lauper next week. Probably Cindy Lauper and uh, George Michael. Just let's just drill right into the '80s, and maybe Colin Hay for a minute work because all three of them had milestone birthdays. Uh, I was going to ask today being I, Cindy Lauper's. Birthday, I was hoping something actually. bad hadn't happened to Cindy Lauper, but it's just her birthday. Nope. Okay. Whew. Nope. Uh, just her birthday, and All it's right. today, as a matter of fact. Happy birthday, Cindy Lauper. She's a national treasure. She is. She is. Um, okay. Some you, someone should interview and ask her if she ever did finally have fun. You know, because girls just yeah. want to have fun. So did you find that ready fun? for me to ready for me to blow your mind? Uh oh. What is that She's, a cover? Uh, that's a cover. Girls Just Want to Have Fun is a cover by a guy. The original version is by a guy named Robert Hazard. Really? Yes. Rob Robert Hazard. Robert Hazard, yes. That's I've never heard that before in my life. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wow. And he sang about girls having fun? Or did she change it? He did. It? Okay. He, sang, he sang it. He didn't change the lyrics or anything. It was Girls Just Want to Have Fun. All right. I, I think he does, he does change it to third person. She comes home in the morning light. Her father says, "When are you going to live your life right?" Et oh, I see. So yeah. some of that yeah. you can, yeah, you can fiddle with, but it makes you had sense. to, yeah. Uh, didn't that have Lou Albano in the video? The Captain Lou Albano was her dad <laughs> in the video. Right. Yes. He's we're just, uh, something with the brothers. I was thinking of him as the Mario guy in that show. <laughs> that horrible Mario uh, live action right. cartoon thing. Oh my god! Yeah, right. Uh, well, here's here's a couple stories for you. Uh, nearly okay. 14,000 pounds of pork rinds shipped from Guatemala have been recalled in the U.S. Sorry, pork oh rind God. lovers. Oh. I know, real shame, what, right? I tried to think of a brand name. Uh, fun, no, not Funyuns. Those are onions. Uh, it's right there in the name. Uh, what are the... But it's like... Yeah, I can't think of any, any actual brands of pork rinds. Yeah, I feel like whenever I get pork rinds, I'm not... I never think of brand, right? Right. We don't go, no, no, you have to go with Lay's. You have to go with yeah. Ruffles. It's like, yeah, whatever. This pork rind bag with the, the orange writing is on it. Fine. <laughs> so it's uh, so it says here, um, the snag bags are 5.3 ounces containing Tortrix Con Chicarion. Chicaron. 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 Yeah. And we're shipped to Guatemala, which is a country ineligible to export meat products in the U.S. And yes, they are considered meat products. Sure. Even though they come like they sit next to the chip, they bags. feel like yeah, they feel like potato chips, but those are absolutely meat. There's meat in there. Bags do not have an establishment number nor a USDA mark of inspection. The uh, items were shipped to wholesale and retail locations in Georgia, New York, uh, New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and Virginia. The ineligible bags. <laughs> I played the bass for an eligible bag for a year or two uh, before they Sorry, broke up. And I did, I did mispronounce chicharron. Chicharron. Not, ch- not chicharron, chicharron. It sounded great either way, I thought. It did, but, uh, but I, I, was, I stand corrected. Thank you for correcting my pronunciation. Coming from a state that has such a great uh, Latin community, I mispronounced it. <laughs> uh, people always think it's nothing but white bread here in Utah, but we have yeah. massive Hispanic population Islander folks, all that kind of stuff. We have the best food. Tongans, right? Like tons of Tongans. Tongans, uh, also uh, um, Samoans. Samoans, yeah, and they hate each other. They don't like each other. There's always fighting between those two. Even in high school, like the Samoan kid and the Tongan kid in school hated each other's guts. It was weird. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, like get out of North Carolina. Actually, you know what? Everyone stay where you're at. I don't want house prices going up any more than they already are. Right, they're exactly. Stay where you are. Get out, get out of our states. Yeah, quit it. <laughs> it's really weird here. Don't come here. It's weird. There, I've done my work. Um, yeah. Anyway, these went to all these places. Uh, the reports of adverse reactions due to consumption of these products have been confirmed. Anyone concerned about reaction should contact a health provider. I'm guessing this is one of the reactions right here. Diarrhea. Uh, among other things, if I had to guess. 
So don't be eating no pork rinds that you're not sure about, okay? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I don't mind a pork rind here and there. They're okay. They're okay. But yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm in any, any uh, you know, reason to worry here because we don't have any, but just be on the lookout, everybody. Yeah, for sure. Food recalls from weird sources. Mm. Yeah. Uh, here's one. A gas station. Speaking of stuff you get at a gas station. Gas station clerk asked a friend to rob the store so he could go home early. Tired. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. This is a pretty like, good little scam. Like the police, like the you know, police are just gonna say, All right, well, the store's been robbed. You can go home. We don't need any sort of statement from you or anything like that. Don't don't need to stick around and tell us, you know, yep. what the guy looked like. Uh, as a gas station employee in Tulsa is where this happened, is accused of asking a friend. Uh, to find someone to rob the store so he could go home early. According to the Tulsa Police Department, the investigation began when the employee, Elias, or no, Asias Jones. Isaias. I think Isaias? it's Isaias. But, I, Isaias. but I was wrong with Chicharron, so. Asias? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think Isaias. I-S-A-I-A-S? Isaias. I would say you would be right. I would put money on your, your bet there. Okay. All right. uh, reported a man walked into the store June 5th, handed him a note that read, Give me all your money or I will shoot you. All right. Very specific. Uh, sure. Jones complied, and then the suspect left with the cash. Investigators later identified Stephen Jones, no relation, relation to the suspect, and arrested him on June 8th. Uh, however, police uh, said there were more to the story than what first appeared. Stephen Jones confessed to the robbery, but said his friend Aaliyah Locke set him up for the crime because Isaiah Jones had asked her uh, to get somebody who could rob the store so he could get out of there. <laughs> So it's actually three people. So there's a third person. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Clerk asked a friend to ask someone else to come rob the place. Anyway, they're all in geez. trouble now. They're all busted. Uh, Freaking these, complicated. Just The guy just wanted some time off from the from the come and go or the loaf and jug or whatever it is that he's working at. Oh, we're getting some come and goes here. Uh, is, that, is that the worst named convenience store? Well, they even it all do has the, to do with the spelling of the word. Game, yeah, they do right? K, right? Is it a K? Or what do they it's do? K, and it's just K U M. It's not even yeah. like it's it's. I don't like it. it. Why not spell it C O M E and go? Come and go. Yeah. Oh, great! You know, it looks great. It looks fine, but yeah, ugh. makes me never want to eat. You know, like on the front page, the first thing they advertise is the snacks on the go and their fresh pizza. I don't want any of your food. No, no. I might get your gas. That's it. Then I'm yeah, done. No. Well, they're hiring, Brian. Look at this. They're hiring. You want Great. To, uh, I don't want to work at the company. Apparently, they're hiring in uh, uh, Tulsa. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I'm sure there's an opening there at that yeah. one. Brand new, fresh opening uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Left, left-hand heathen, you seriously don't have a place called Pump and Munch, <laughs> do you? Oh, my God. Please tell me you've got a gas station called the Pump and Munch. Really? The Pump munch. and Munch? See, I, I already don't like uh, what's the one store. I think you're supposed to munch before you pump. I well, I mean, you know, people have <laughs> people have their methods, Brian. Different methods, different uh, <laughs> different uh, whatevers they have. You know, proclivities. Uh, let's say. Yeah. Uh, a Tampa woman. Let's go to Florida for a minute. A Tampa woman left her mansion and her inheritance, the entirety of it. She's a rich lady. Left yeah. it all to her seven cats. Love it. Yeah. Great. Uh, her son died. So uh, anyway, her two great loves uh, became shopping and her cats. Shopping was her problem, says her friend. Uh, you couldn't buy just one. She'd buy 20 or 30 of something. That sounds like a hoarder, hoarder to me. It but does. Totally does. <laughs> That's how she ended up with seven cats. You couldn't <laughs> buy just one. I need, I need seven cats. Yeah. Seven cats, please. Um, she's got all kinds of crap in here. There were more than 50 Dale Tiffany floor and lamp tables or tamp table lamps. Around 5,000 uh, pieces of jewelry and over 200 Austin Productions statues and figurines. Like, this is expensive stuff. Wow. Wow. Anyway, the cats get it all. Um, and the way the deal works, the deal is the house will not be sold until the cats have passed away, all seven of them. Oh, my gosh, really? So, But somebody has to live there and take care of the cats, right? I think so. Is it a... It doesn't say it that you'd have a relative to. or... Uh... Let's see. Uh, yeah, they don't say. Yeah. Um, Do they need me to live there? No. <laughs> The cat, yeah, Brian could do it. Four thousand square feet, it. Brian, how's the South Wi-Fi? Tampa. Before I before I commit, yeah. How's the Wi-Fi? Two point five million dollar. Uh, yeah, I'd be fine mansion. with that. Yeah, so the there. cats die, I would do everything I could to keep those cats alive as long as possible. No, of course you would. Uh, let's see, seven times nine, they have nine lives each. What's the math on that? <laughs> sixty-three. Oh my! So sixty-three God. Uh, lives. I would. Sixty-three I would, uh, lives. They would live as long as sixty-three lives. That's not good. 
I love it. There was uh, a we yeah. had a similar story. When I saw the headline, I thought, "Oh, it's the story here in Colorado." There's a woman who uh, st- stipulated in her will, so she passed away. She has four Persian cats, and she says she'll pay somebody three hundred thousand dollars to take care of them, but the three thousand dollars goes to the cat's care. So basically, they get the cats, yeah. they take care of the cats, and every purchase they take a receipt to somebody who then reimburses them for what they purchased for the cats. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think if I would ever do that. I don't think I yeah. would. That sounds like not a great deal for the caretaker. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, it seems like such a... I mean, I guess you uh, are covering the cost of the cat maintenance, but you're still the person having to deal with them all the time. Like, yeah. Do you, do you get reimbursed uh, for when the cat yaks on the couch? Do you get money oh. for that? No, this is the same. This is the same lady. This is the same Florida seven cats. So it's uh, I found because I found the article. Let me see here. Uh, Two point five million South Tampa home. Oh yeah, they the Humane Society that. has now has about three hundred thousand dollars sour set aside to cover the cost to care for the seven cats for the rest of their lives. So if you adopt, she left money to fund all the vet care, all the grooming, all the food, whatever these cats need. Basically, you just take a receipt oh. to the Dumb Friends League, and re- they reimburse you for everything you spend. So, uh, no, cat needs a new big screen TV. Okay, cat got a big screen TV. Uh. It's like free cheeseburgers at a restaurant or something for life or whatever. You just right. Keep There's going still the in. stipulation: you've got to drive to the restaurant to get the cheeseburgers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. these things all sound great on paper, but uh, yeah, when it turns, it gets yeah. real inconvenient really fast. I think. Yeah. Just go get a regular cat. Avoid this lady, just everyone. Just, just a regular cat. Nothing He's special right. about her cats, okay? Right. Everything will be fine. Uh, I think that'll do it for that. All right. Let's get to this email real quick, and then we're going to end the show. Now, people are going to be like, wait a minute. No Wendy today? No. No Wendy today. Two reasons. One, I have a meeting. But even if it wasn't for that, Wendy is, uh, I almost said balls deep. Wendy is very busy uh, getting stuff going for her daughter's big birthday bash. And my uh, my wife sure. and my sister, Misha, they're all out in Minnesota today. They're out there to help. Yeah. yeah. So she she wanted to make sure she was as available as possible and makes total sense. So so no Wendy this week. Also, we have to end it early because I got a meeting uh, cool. earlier than I thought. And Brian's got to get on his bike and get I'm that. Gonna go, get I'm going to go get on a bike ride. And, uh, and uh, it's 69 degrees. Nice. So, nice. Uh, Nice. That's a nice temperature. That's a really nice temp. I love it. That's um, a little bit of the old munchin pump. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh so then <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do. But I'm gonna give you an email before we go from Scooby Dad. Um yeah. I call him he could call himself Shaggy because it wasn't Shaggy basically Scooby's I don't dad. I think Shaggy was Scooby's dad. Well not his birth dad, but you <laughs> not know what biologically. I mean. Yeah, no, that's true. Was Scooby yeah. Dumb related and Scrappy? Were they all part Scooby of the Scooby Dumb were cousins, yeah, and Scrappy were cousins. And I thought think we met a an older was that Scooby Dumb was the older one? I thought we uh I don't know if I don't know if Dumb was older. Boy, yeah. sure she he sure got the short end of that stick, didn't he? <laughs> he really did. Yeah. We all yeah. hate Scrappy, but the Scooby Dumb was a bummer. Anyway. Oh gosh, yeah. Thank Scoob- God. Scooby- if they would have made Scooby Dumb a regular, that that was the problem with Scrappy is they made Scrappy a regular instead yeah. of just like a little one-off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, Scooby. Scooby, Scooby Dumb was so a apparently- once in, once in a while character. Yeah, yeah, for often. sure. Scooby Scooby apparently has daddy issues. That's what uh, we've learned. That's what we've learned. So now we hear this email from Scooby Dad, who says, yeah. "Dear uh, Scungully and Biscotti." Cool. I don't know. Scungili. Is it Scungili? Scungili. Yeah. All right. I think, but again, you know, <laughs> not a great track record today. <laughs> yeah. It's usually me with these words. Um, in episode 24 of 79, which would have been not too many days ago. Yeah. Uh, the 14th looks like. Uh, you discussed, or you were discussing, discussing, discussing Italian accents and played a couple of clips from NYPD Blue. That sure. was not an Italian accent. It was a Brooklyn accent. Growing up on the Jersey Shore, we'd hear this from the Bernies, or the Bennies, sorry. We would hear from the Bennies, a term we used <laughs> for the tourists that invaded every summer, and that was the accent that they had. Forget about it, he says. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. my God, that's hilarious. I, I think, um, yeah, it's a good point, but they are always Italian people doing the voice. So even yeah. if it's a Brooklyn accent, they're Italian right. immigrants in Brooklyn. 
Almost right. always. Like, not always, but almost always, that's how they're portrayed. I'm not saying correctly portrayed, but that's how... Like, this right. dude in this show, very Italian. Like, full-blooded, full-blown, let's-be-full-Italian-Italian, this guy. <laughs> and then he right. had that accent. So, yes, that's not an Italian accent. I, don't, I, I, no. I, I didn't realize we were sort of suggesting that. We don't mean that. Oh, gosh, no. 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 But Italian guys with, like, street-tough uh, Brooklyn accents... And when they're over the top like that, they drive me freaking nuts. And I don't know why, like, The Sopranos gets away with it. Yeah. Because there's some over-the-top stuff. Maybe it's because the overall quality of it is so good, it doesn't matter, but... I think so, and I just think that it's like, you know, you could see one or two people being like that, that are in the, uh, that are in the the New Jersey Mafia. Yeah, true enough. Uh, Thanks for that email. And the email he used was, uh, what is our email? <laughs> the morning stream at gmail.com is the, is the address. The morning stream at gmail.com. <laughs> you can also text us if you want, 801 471 We got some of those for next week. And that is going to do it for today's show. A reminder we need your help over at patreon.com slash TMS. Without it, the show doesn't exist. Imagine a world without it entirely. It just doesn't exist. Can't, That's the I world. I can't imagine it. I can't either. I can't imagine it. I don't so want to imagine it. I don't want to even think about that idea. It's a terrible yeah. idea. So let's make that never happen by joining us over at patreon.com slash TMS. Okay, people? All right. Okay. Brian, let's get out of here. You got a song? I do have a song. Uh, this one is going out to Ryan Norda, a.k.a. Uh, AKA Ryo Atemi, mm. <clears throat> when he's in the chat room. Hello, Scratch and Bum. That's an easy one. It's my 44th birthday. Oh, shit. Let's All party. Right. A little slow on the the click right. take there. Yeah. And it has been a great birthday week, which was way back on June 8th, by the way. Sorry. Uh, just just <laughs> getting to this one now. Uh, I do need requests for next week, the last week of June. So if you've got requests, get them in. Uh, he says, let's see, a great first of hopefully many more Utah Tadpool meetups to watch Spider-Man. Oh, he went with you guys to see Spider-Man. That's awesome. Oh, Ryan. oh yeah, Provo Ryan. Ryan. Duh. Okay. Yeah. I, was, I never get uh, his... Nickname. I get. I, I'm bad at this yeah. part. This is where I'm bad, you guys. I, I see too, you in person, you and I'm like, "Oh, you're in. that guy." I don't know. Exactly. I'm yeah. horrible at that too. Brian's awesome. Uh, let's see. If you could please play a cover of Billy Joel's "The Down Easter Alexa," and if I could get some sausage for my big day. Just seeing that that triggered. Oh, it did. Okay. Oh, very and nice. I was thinking it was going to trigger my Echo device. I'm so impressed. he wanted to hear a cover of that song, which is named after Billy Joel's daughter. Uh, I'm not going to say the name again because I don't want to trigger everybody's thing. Well, I will say it one last time here. Here's a show of hands from 2000 with their cover from their album covers, Natch, uh, of Billy Joel's The Down Easter, Alexa. Nice. See you guys for all the other shows this weekend. We got Core. We got Film Sack. We got all kinds of stuff. So come back for that and we'll see you Monday. When I'm on the Down Easter, Alexa. And I'm cruising through Block Island Sound I have charted a course to the vineyard But tonight I am Nantucket bound We took on diesel back in Montauk yesterday And left this morning from the Bell and Gardner's Bay like all the locals here, I've had to sell my home Too proud to leave, I work my fingers to the bone So I could own my Down Easter Alexa And i go where the ocean is deep There are giants out there in the canyons and a good captain can't fall asleep Well, I got bills to pay and children to clothes I know there's fish out there, but where God only knows They say these waters, I know what they used to be But I've got people back on land to count on me So if you see my down Easter Alexa And if you work with the rod and the reel Tell my wife I am trolling Atlantis And I still have my hands on the wheel 
that you can't make a living as a baby anymore. There ain't much future for a man who works the sea. And there's no island left for islanders like me. Now I drive my down Easter Alexa. More and more miles from shore every year. Since they told me I can't sell no stripers, and there's no luck in sword fishing. Get more at frogpants.com. There's the damn Superman. There's the damn Superman. There's the damn <laughs> Superman. The damn